Welcome to, uh, to church this morning. This is a different setup today. We are going to spend the entire service in prayer. Uh, we're going to just spend some time praying. Uh, our church is getting ready um, and has already kind of started moving forward with a very um, wonderful um, time for in season. And it's, it's uh, a time of vision and growth and expectation and uh, being a part of God's kingdom building. And uh, I cannot wait. In, in a uh, week, next week, we're going to start um, a three-week series called We Could and uh, All Aboard. And We Could is part of the vision of where we're headed because We Could is this idea of the possibilities um, of what can happen when a church fully surrenders their hearts and hands and minds to God and uh, specifically um, in the way of generosity, and not just financial generosity, but all types of generosity. But we're going to be leading you through three weeks of um, why God would call us to give, and what that does, and what that could do for this community and for our church. And so, I mean, I got to tell you, like, I am so excited. Uh, we, we've been through seasons like this before, and what happens when we go through specific times of cultivating vision and where we could go and what could happen if we all align and we all come together and we all are generous and we all kind of believe and uh, express our faith that way, what happens is incredible. It's just absolutely incredible. It goes from, you know, thought bubbles and whiteboard and, and your heart and my heart to like the room we're sitting in, to kids going to camp, to people getting baptized, to uh, people's lives being changed through the power of the presence of God. I mean, so we're going to spend all day praying about that and getting our hearts ready for that. Um, prayer. Prayer is where we kind of reach our hands into the invisible and find the hands of Christ reaching back. And so what I want you to do this morning, uh, as we get ready to go through an hour of prayer together, and you'll be, you'll be led through that, and, and you'll be led through some worship as well. What I want you to do is I want you to just sit where you are. I don't want you to change your posture. I just want you to close your eyes. I just want you to close your eyes for a minute. And I want you to just take one of your hands and I want you to just like either stick it out, you know, or you could kind of stick it up like this. Or you could even like put it out like you're getting ready to shake someone's hand. And I just want you to hold your hand like that. And what I want you to think about when you're holding your hand out is I want you to think about your willingness to offer God whatever's in it and your desire for God to take it. And I want you to start to, in this moment, ask God to lead you. I want you to just, in the quietness of your heart, I want you to just say the words just to yourself at first. Just say the words, God, lead me. There's a famous psalm says that God is our shepherd and he gives us all that we need and he leads us by still waters. Everyone, uh, 
in the church together, let's all just say out loud with our hands open for reception and, and to give whatever it is we need to give to God. Let's all say out loud together, God lead me. Ready? God lead me. And I wanna, I wanna really press into this moment of asking God to genuinely take our hand to rapture our hearts and to take us somewhere new and somewhere that looks like faith and trust in him in a very specific way. And I wanna offer God that this morning. Just ask him to speak to you. Ask him to lead you. Ask him to guide you. Ask him to give you peace. Let's anticipate and let's believe this morning that whatever we give to God, he knows what to do with it better than we do and wherever he leads us is the best place for us to go. Father, thank you for a morning where we can pray. We offer you what's in our hands. Please take it, God, whatever you, whatever you want. God, all that we are, all that we have, all that we would ever want to be, we offer it to you. God, there are things we're holding on to that we need to let go of. We offer it to you. There are things we don't know what to do with. We need you to help us. We offer it to you. There are ways we're thinking and being and acting and living that we need to stop. We offer, we offer it to you. We submit, we surrender as we open our hand. We surrender. We yield to you. Father, we ask you to lead us down some, some amazing path, some new road, some new, new space that we've never been before, God. Not figuratively, not, not in our imagination, God, but in our lives every day. New decisions, new pathways. God, as you take our hand, would you, would you transform us? Continue to work in, in through our lives. And we pray this morning, God, in your precious name, the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm gonna lead you through a whole morning of prayer, and I just wanna encourage you that when uh, Jesus was asked how to pray, he gave a very simple answer to his disciples, a very simple prayer. A lot of you know that, the Lord's Prayer. You don't always have to be eloquent. You don't have to know exactly what to say to pray. You just start speaking to God and let your heart come alive, and we'll lead you through that as well. Scriptures also tell us that we can boldly, because of what Jesus Christ has done, he's made access and we have access and we actually have the spirit of the living God dwelling inside of us. And so we can boldly approach the throne of grace. And I love the uh, translation of that word boldly. I've talked about it before. It means informally. 
informally, you can go to God. You can say whatever you want, like a little child, daddy, daddy, hey, you can interrupt him. You can even like, you can just say what's on your heart and what you're feeling and you can ask him for stuff. Praise him. So we're gonna do that this morning. Right now we're gonna have buckets go by, but before they do, I wanna make sure, does everybody in here have a card and a pen? If you do not have that, would you raise your hand? Everybody got it? A card and a pen, a card and a pen. Okay. I want you to take a moment right now because we're gonna lead through some corporate prayer, but we're also going to um, take some time and pray for some of the individual needs that you all have in the church. And we know that there are so many We know that there's so much going on. And so I want you to take a moment right now and uh, write down on this card a personal prayer request, something that you specifically would like us to pray for. And don't start yet. Start thinking about it. But what you write down, um, you know, it's going to kind of remain unanimous, like no one's gonna know. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna, look at these cards. Our prayer team is a couple of people and they're gonna pick two or three to bring up and pray for publicly at the end of the service. If you don't want that, if you want yours to just remain private and just have the prayer team pray for it, which all of the prayer requests will be prayed for, then just put a star in the top left corner or on the front of the the card that you actually write the prayer on. Just put a star and that will mean to keep it silent and we won't do it publicly. But if you don't have that, uh, we're not gonna say your name, but we're gonna bring some of these prayer requests up at the end of the service and we're gonna pray for them publicly. So I want you guys to just go ahead and take a moment right now, you have about a minute or two, and just think about something that you would like prayer for personally. This This is a personal request or thankfulness, thanksgiving to God, a, a, um, a, you know, a, a praise to God, whatever you want, it's personal. Everyone can do it too. If you're young, go ahead and do it. You can pray, you can talk to God. It doesn't have to be fancy or spelled right or it doesn't have to be um, super nice either. If you're mad, you can say you're mad or you can say whatever you want to say to God and ask for prayer for absolutely anything. It's going to, you can put your name on it if you want. You do not have to put your name on it. If you don't want it read or prayed for publicly, put a star on it. If you don't know how to make a star, go talk to Kaylee, children's ministry. Take another minute here while you're writing and thinking. Just hold on to it when you're done. Now we're gonna have the buckets go by um, for giving and there are so many generous people in this church. Uh, Thank you for giving. 
Um, we want everyone to be uh, generous. And so that's part of what we're moving towards is developing generosity across the board. And uh, we want everyone to experience what it's like to be like God in that fundamental way. But uh, as these buckets go by, put your card in there and your pen. I'm doing the pens too. I know, I don't think I was, I don't think I was told one way or the other, I'm picking it. You're, you're giving the pens and the card in the bucket right now. That way they can separate the wheat from the chaff and the goats from the sheep and all that stuff in the back. The kernel from the, I don't know. Thank you so much for being a, a part of today and for everyone that's watching online. We're, we're so grateful that you're watching and we want to invite you to pray with us and sing with us as we go through the next coming um, parts of the service today. We're going to just lead you through different sections and topics of prayer. And uh, we're so grateful that you're here. Would you guys go ahead and stand with us and we're going to sing. You guys can have a seat for a moment. Um, if you wonder what the kingdom of God looks like, it looks like a room full of people who are going to commit an hour to, to prayer. Prayer for big things, prayer for bold things, prayer for things they want for themselves and for their community. Uh, one of the most serious uh, vocations of the Christian, and it looks like Candy Palooza is happening over there. This is a very funny juxtaposition today. But I think that it's telling. You know, the Christian faith is full of paradox. Paradox is not contradiction. Paradox is when two things are true simultaneously. Your life as a Christian, be filled with joy, like you see over there, filled with fun, filled with levity, because God is good and beautiful and wonderful. And yet there should be moments, seriousness, where we come to God because we believe in him, because we trust him, and because we, we stand here and we sing that he's powerful and we sing that he's reached into our lives and saved our souls. And so, yeah, we should go to him with what we want for our community. Yes, we should go to him for what we want with our souls and with our hearts and with our children. And so those things happen at the same time. And I really do believe that when you think about the banquet of the resurrection, it will be something where those two things are true simultaneously in a way that's hard for us to understand. And so today, uh, I, I wanna lead us through one of the things, uh, one of our goals of this next movement called We Could is this idea that in your life, you could become like Christ. Okay, so, so the whole point of the Christian life is to be transformed into the likeness of Jesus Christ, the ultimate image, right? This is actually possible for you. This is not poetic language. This is not hyperbole. This is available to you in your life. And so we're, we're coming upon Christmas season. And Christmas season is a celebration of this uh, indescribable moment when God united himself to human nature, when God descended to become human. And not only did he become human in the good ways, but he walked into the sin, into the depravity, and ultimately into death. And he died took all that upon himself, and then he came out the other side into resurrection life. Why? What does he want? You know, it's not a transaction. It's not a theory. He did that in reality. So why did he do that? So that we could come with him. 
right? He descended to us that we might actually ascend to him. And so your life is the possibility of transformation into the likeness of Jesus Christ. And that is the ultimate end of your life. So you have to understand this. When you live for something else, it's, not gonna, it's gonna be frustrating. It's not what you were created for. When you live into this, uh, you can become what you were created to become. You can become what was always destined for you. And you can start that now in this life. You know, you have been given the power of the Holy Spirit. And so it's in you. Power of God, the presence of God, the same presence that came into the tabernacle and the temple and flames of fire is in your soul. It's in your heart. It's in this room right now because it's in us. And so you are enabled. You are empowered to become what you were always destined to become. And yet, because of the way that God created this world, it requires participation. He asks us to walk with him. And so Paul in 2 Corinthians says, you have been reconciled, so be reconciled, right? He says, you have the spirit of God in you. This is the fruit of the spirit, so keep in step with the spirit. What does that mean? It means that everything that you commit your life to doing forms you into what you will become. And in the power of the Holy Spirit, that can be sanctifying stuff. You can become the things that we're claiming we were created to become. You can walk into that, uh, but, but you have to walk into that. You know, you have the Spirit. You could not have taken the Spirit upon yourself. It's, it's grace, right? But now that you have it, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? And so, you know, we pray not because it's something that we're supposed to do, but because we're supposed to become prayerful supposed to come to define us. And so what happens when you pray? You become prayerful. Uh, we tell people in our church that you must serve as a part of your discipleship mission. You must serve. You must serve the church. You must serve the community. Why? Not because it's a good thing to do and you'll get to put that receipt to God. Because when you serve, you become servant-hearted. Come like Christ, right? So we're going to lead people into generosity and part of the reason that we're leading people into generosity is because God is generous. And so here's the deal with generosity. I don't, uh, I'm speaking boldly today because we pray boldly. Uh, you will become generous in this life because of practices of generosity. And in that fact, you will become like Christ or you won't. You know, he's not going to snap his fingers. You're not just gonna become generous like Christ. You have to step into that. And then through that, you're formed into his likeness. And so uh, it's really quite a simple thing, right? But you set your life up so that you, money comes into your bank account and before you do anything else, some of it goes out. You give it away to, to the kingdom of God. And in that practice, right, which is like automated online, it's literally the easiest thing in the world and you'll forget about it within a year. In that practice, you become that right? You're not just doing a good thing. You're becoming a good thing. You're becoming generous. And so we as a church have to make the decision. You know, Joel said we have very generous people in this church. That's true. We have some, right? But we as a church have not become the thing that we might become if we step into this stuff, including generosity. Money's not always comfortable to talk about, but Jesus talked about it a lot because it is a God that grabs a hold of us. And so we have an opportunity as a community to be the light of the world. And part of what we have to do if we wanna do that is we have to step into 
the practices that are gonna form us by the power of the Holy Spirit into the likeness of Jesus Christ. And so that is first and foremost what we're doing over these next few weeks. And so what I wanna do uh, is I wanna lead us in, in prayer. And uh, I'm gonna ask you guys to, to bow your heads and close your eyes. Um, I think it's good to do something with your hands. You can put your hands out or you can do the thing that kids do when they put their hands together like this. I actually think those are good things because prayer is an embodied act. So you do stuff with your body and your posture. And I'm gonna lead us through this. And so um, uh, I'm gonna pray, uh, pray along with me, but I'm just gonna give you maybe a helpful outline in terms of what, like, what's a good way to approach God if we don't know what to pray for. And so here, here, here's the way that I think about it. Okay, so bow your heads and just take a minute and breathe. The noise in our lives makes it really hard for us to hear God. And when we do pray, we tend to talk at him. There's moments to listen. So just be quiet for a second. And we begin our prayers with gratitude. So we say, Father, we thank you for all that you have done. We thank you for our creation. We thank you for the breath in our lungs. We don't always feel the miracle that it is, that, that, that there is anything at all, and yet it is. And so we thank you for that. We're alive and we exist in you and we exist at your pleasure. What beautiful grace has come into our lives to just walk around on this earth and to have consciousness and breath in our lungs. We thank you for all the beautiful gifts in our lives. Not all of our lives are going the way that we would have written it out and not everything in our life is good. But life is so good and so beautiful. And the family that we have, the children that we have, the relationships that we have, the love that we felt, we thank you for that, God, because there's nothing given about that. There's nothing about that that is our right. That is all grace upon grace that you've poured out to us. We thank you for the redemption of us and the redemption of the world in your son, Jesus Christ. There's nothing about that that's a given. That is your desire that is your movement, that's your grace, that's your power. And the ability that we have to step into that is purely grace. And so we thank you for that grace. And we thank you for who you are. Secondly, we come to you and we ask for forgiveness. There is shame that the reality of sin in our lives brings upon us. It makes us hesitant to come to you. And part of that is because we don't trust that you're good. And so... We pray that you transform our hearts to know that you're good and that we can come to you with anything and that there is no sin in our lives. There is nothing about us that turns you away. In fact, you came all the way down into the depths of it. Not only do you know it, you felt it on yourself on the cross. And so there's nowhere for us to hide. And so we ask for your forgiveness. We have not responded to you and your love the way that we should have. And so we ask for you to take us back. And we ask to really truly experience that love that some of us find difficult to believe in. This might be the only place that we have it. So we ask for your forgiveness and we thank you for your mercy. And finally, we pray boldly 
for what we want. Jesus told us to, to come to you and ask you for what we want. He told us to knock. He told us a parable about a, a widow who annoyed a judge so much with her persistent request that she got what she wanted and he told us to pray like that. It's remarkable. And so we, we give you the outcomes of our prayers and sometimes we're praying for things that if we got them would be bad for us. And so we trust you in that, but we come to you boldly. We ask you for what we want. And so here's what I wanna pray for for our church. This is what we want. We want to become a generous church. We wanna become a generous people. We want this place to become like your son, Jesus Christ. And we cannot do that by ourselves. We are beholden to money. We are beholden to the control that it feels like it gives us. We are beholden to the expedience that it is in this life. It feels like it can fix almost everything. And it feels like more of it is only better for us. And it's hard to let go. And without your grace, we won't. And so I pray for myself. I pray for my wife, Jenna. I pray for my family. I pray for this church that we give that to you and that we become something that the watching world looks at and they say, wow, that's different. What is that? That's healing. What is that? That's bright. What is that? This is one of the hardest idols to let go of. And so we come to you and we ask to break down the barriers of our hearts. You know, some of us right now, the mention of money, it makes us feel like we wanna turn away, walk away. We, we pray that we don't. Be with us today, be with us these next weeks and through prayer and through practice of giving, transform us into the likeness of your son and bring us into the destiny that you have for us. We love you, God, and we trust you. It's in your son Jesus' name that we pray and in the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. First uh, John 3, 1 says these words, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. Um, I think there's something so special that happens when we are uh, confronted with the truth of that verse and the songs, uh, the words of the song that we just sang, that we are lavishly and deeply loved by God. There's maybe moments that you've had in this room right here where you, you're, you're overwhelmed with that love that God has for us, God has for you. Um, we just sang those words, right? How deep the Father's love for us. How vast beyond all measure that he should give his only son to make a wretch his treasure. When those words don't just become songs we sing, but they are words we live by. You know, they're words that we claim. We identify, we say, no, I'm, I'm a wretch, but I was made his treasure. I don't know if you've had that moment or moments. Uh, I was, this is embarrassing, was listening to Christmas music <clears throat> on Friday. It was for work, I promise. It was God Christmas music, you know what I mean? Like not like Jingle Bells vibes. But I was, I was overwhelmed in the car, I was, I was tears. 
Because I'm like, these songs are about the birth of our Savior. I was overwhelmed with just the love of God. Um, That love, it changes people. You know, it, it gets inside of us. It changes people at a soul level. Earlier this year, my six-year-old son, his name is Mac, and he came home. This is like the cutest story. I wrote it down on my phone, so I never forget it. He came to me and he said, um, Mom, today I, I, I almost cried during LifeWise at school. LifeWise is Bible education during school hours. And I was like, oh, dear Lord. I said, well, buddy, why, why did you cry? And he said, I wasn't sad. I was like, okay. And he said, I had, this is so, kids are so dumb, but they're so cute. He said, I had tears and they just sat in my eyes. I said, oh my gosh, why are your tears sitting in your eyes? I said, what story were they telling you? And he said, it was a story of the cross. And I knew he had, you know, one of those moments where he was overwhelmed by God and by his love. And so, you know, there's an overwhelming love that God has for every single one of us. And our heart, one of the parts of we could we want people to understand is that love. And you know what it starts with? It starts with this room right here being deeply burdened, deeply concerned, deeply overwhelmed with compassion for our community and for the people who are not here, that they would understand the love of God, that they would understand the light of Jesus. And we believe that it is not luck No, no, it is purposed. It is God orchestrated that we are right here in the center of Hamilton Quarter for a time when an influx of business and families and human beings and work because of Intel and because of everything that's going on. We do not believe that it's just just luck that we're right here. No, no, we believe it is God ordained that we are here because we are a city on a hill We are a light in the darkness. We are hope for the hopeless. And, you know, it starts with us sitting in that moment and going, man, I I, want to have a focus. I want to have a heart for the people who need the love of Jesus. And so today, uh, I want to take just a minute and lead us through that so we can focus our hearts and renew our burden for people who are not in this room. You look around, right? There's an empty chair next to you. We wanna see that filled with a new family, a new person who need to understand that they are deeply loved, who are broken, who are hurting, who maybe just need a new church. And here we are at 514 Church. You know, I think one of the things that gets in the way of us having a burden and a heart for people, you know what it is? It's just us. It's just us not aligning our hearts with the heart of God. And so uh, one thing I know of this room is that even today, right now, every person in here can think of a name of someone 
a family member, a neighbor, a friend who you know they need a church, you know they need a home, you know they need to know the person of Jesus. And the way in which Jesus chose to spread his message, the vessel in which he chose to spread his love, do you know what it was? To you and me. It's just ordinary, everyday people who are burdened for what he's burdened for. And so uh, I wanna lead us through a prayer. I want everyone to take a moment and I just want you to bow your head, close your eyes. And right now I want you to think of a person or several people that if they walked into the doors of this church, you would be filled with joy and anticipation when you saw their face. I want you to think of who they are. Think of what they look like. Think of maybe who their children are. Think of them, imagine them walking into these doors. Imagine a new face, someone who you are thinking, I know they aren't, I know they haven't been here a while. They're brand new and they walk into these doors. Just think of that person. And then I want you to take a minute and I want you to ask God to just overwhelm you with compassion for them. Ask God boldly right now that he would, he would give you a burden for them, that he would soften your heart for them, to create space in your mind and your heart for you to care, for you to care about the ones who are not here. Ask God that. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we sit here with um, very little words that are adequate to describe how grateful we are for your love for us. We are overwhelmed with the way you love us, that you, you bore our sin, yet your dying breath, as the song says, it gave us life. God, we thank you for the life that we have in you we worship you for that today. God, I pray that at this moment uh, that you would break down the walls that we put up against you. God, I pray that uh, you would remove the idols that we put in place of you. And I pray that your spirit, it would just seep into us. It would overwhelm us, God. That we would be so reminded that you are the one who deserves our praise and our glory and our affection and our time and our energy, God. You above anything else. Jesus, we pray for the people who are not here. We pray for the people who, uh, they desperately need you. They need hope. We know, God, that we are strategically placed for such a time as this. And God, we ask you that you would use us as instruments to move your, your mission forward, to spread your love. I pray, Lord, in your name that thousands, hundreds of families and people would walk into these doors. God, that they would, they would feel so loved, that they would understand that there's a place for them, God, 
You are a father who accepts them. You are a father who loves them. You are a father who sees them. But they are chosen. And God, I pray for just the families and the homes, the generations that could change, the stories that could look different because of the prayers that we're praying today. That through this church, God, there are lives that could really change. And so God, I pray that you use this room to be light and darkness and to bring hope to the hopeless, to show others what it is like to be a wretch that is called treasure. Not just anyone's treasure, but your treasure. God, soften our hearts towards people. We ask for wisdom as we move into this season. God, I pray that you would stir generosity in our hearts like never before. Use us in profound ways. And God, we give you all the glory and all the praise. It's in your son's name we pray. We commit these things to you. Amen. I'm gonna take a moment right now and just lead you through a time of personal prayer. You can just, uh, where you are, you can close your eyes, you can bow your head. Um, you, can, you can kneel at your, at your chair if you want to. We're just gonna take a moment to kind of uh, privately pray um, to God right now. I'm gonna lead you through a couple of things um, to pray for. The first thing um, that you can pray for right now is I just want you to just take a deep breath and uh, breathe in, breathe out, and just take some time to thank God. Thank God for, for anything and everything. Just specific things, name things in your life. Name uh, maybe your, your job or your health or the growth you've experienced through a trial over the past year or for family members for your kids, for your parents. I just want you to specifically take some time and thank God for all the good things that he's given you, for all the good that he's created. You can take time and thank him and praise him for this world, this beautiful planet that we have, the beauty of it, the vastness of it, Thank him for ways he's spoken to you in the past or showed up in the past or given you wisdom in the past. And thank God for sending his son. Thank him for his love for you. And thank him for perishing on the cross for you, for loving you the way that he does. You can thank him for his patience with you and his kindness towards you and his willingness to love you. Even when you might've thought you were unlovable, just to know that he loves you. you can thank him for that.
want you to take a minute now and just ask God to search you. There's a famous prayer that David prayed in the Psalms, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and see if there's any wicked way in me. This is just a moment to go before God and say, God, will you, will you speak to me? Teach me. Show me something about me, about the condition of my heart, the blind spots, maybe areas where you've been hurt and you're grieving or you're bitter and angry. Maybe areas where your heart has given itself in loyalty to the wrong thing or the wrong persons. Just to ask God to reveal all of that um, that is in you that might not be from God, that, that might reflect the evil that's in the world. Or maybe it's not the evil in the world, it's just the, the pain that you've endured and the healing that you need. Ask God to speak to you. Speak to me, God. Teach me, God. Show me. Ask God to reveal the truth to you about who you are. Maybe there's lies the world has told you, people in your life, family, circumstances, and God is telling you, you are his son, you are his daughter. He loves you. He's done everything for you and would do more. There's nothing you could do to make yourself less valuable to him. And there's nothing you could do to make yourself more. You just are loved by him. Help him to reveal that to you in prayer. And maybe God revealed something to you that is a hindrance or an evil, a behavior, a thought pattern, a, um, a bitterness in you that you know is, is not what he wants for you. And now I just want you to take that to God and confess it to God. Confess your sin to God. Sin is whenever we uh, walk off the path that God has laid out for us. It's whenever we miss the mark of being the humans that God designed us to be, when we're not living with the purpose of God in our life and we're maybe straying towards false gods and idols and uh, towards desires that are not healthy or um, expedient or um, maybe they're uh, kind of twisted. And just confess it to God. Confession means to agree with God. And so maybe God, is, as you spoke to him, he said, this, this is an area that you know that, you know, I have more for you in this area. And, and it's not of me. And the spirit of God is convicting you. And I just want you to agree with him on those things. Just agree. That's what confession means. It means to say the same thing. Just agree with him. 
and just say, yes, God, that's true, that's wrong. And I need you. And the scriptures say that if we confess our sins to God, he's faithful and he's just to forgive us and cleanse us. Just confess to God, talk to him. He sees you, he sees you and all you are. Whatever shame you have, wherever you're hiding, he sees it. Show himself fully to you and agree with him. And then I just want you to take a moment right now and whatever is, is in your life, whatever battle you're, you're, you're having, whatever challenge you might have, just ask God for help. And it can be anything. It could be, God, help me with a test tomorrow. It could be, God, help me with um, a really hard conversation that I need to have. God, help me with my health. God, help me with, with uh, my work and my job. God, please help my relationship. God, please help me to heal physically. God, please help me to find answers. You can ask God for help in any way, anything. You can ask him for, for wisdom. God, help me. Help me see things differently. Help me see the world the way you see the world and the situation the way you see it. I need your help, God. Your word tells us that you are our ever-present help in time of need. Bring your need to God. Do you have a need? so easy to be self-sufficient, right? Just I can do it or I have a need. It's on a list. I'll get to it. I'll do it tomorrow. Take all of your needs, little needs, big needs, and ask God for help. Ask him for help. We're going to take some time now and, and pray for some of the personal prayer requests that you guys have put on these cards. And I'm going to ask two of our prayer team members, uh, Barbara and Tim, to come out here. And we're going to pray through these with you guys. Um, very powerful um, things that you guys have written down that... Um, I loved that we've done this. We did this in, this, in the earlier service. And I, I said that there's something about seeing some of the things and seeing your handwriting and seeing the specific challenges that you guys are going through or the, the great victories and things that you guys are celebrating. And it just, it, it almost, it pulls us together. There's more unity. You know, it's like we're, we're, we're a family in this. It moves away from just you guys are there and we see you every now and again or to a, a moment of uh, compassion for me to know that, um, you know, every single person in here is carrying something that is a burden to them, that is a great challenge to them. And, and so that might sober your mind and alert you a little bit that uh, what happens in this room and what's happening in your life is serious business. It's serious stuff. It's the stuff that like makes things go or not or whatever. And you're going through it. And I know that. Uh, and, and it's good for you to know that everybody next to you is too. Um, and I was uh, thinking about uh, unity this morning. I was thinking about Galatians, uh, 
the verse where Paul says there's neither male nor female nor Greek nor Jew nor rich nor poor nor slave nor free, but all are one and in Christ Jesus. And I was thinking about that in the light of all of the violence and war that's taking place in the Middle East and just how none of that reflects God's heart for his people. And what God's plan since he promised Abraham was to bring one family, one unified family that are all the children of God, the different colors and the different places and the different, just all of it. We're all supposed to be part of one family and there's no Jew nor Greek. There's no Jew or Gentile. In Christ, we're all one. We're all, we're all like brought into this church, his body. And, uh, and so today we pray for unity. You know, we, we, we come together, we see our pain, we share it, we hold it with one another. Uh, you can cast your burdens onto God. The scriptures talk about also bearing one another's burdens. And so we're supposed to bear one another's burdens. That brings unity. Have you ever helped somebody that has a limp? You know, you start kind of walking the same way they do. When we bear one another's burden, it's almost like we get, you know, melted together in unity. And so today we're going to take some time to pray. I'm going to pray for two specific things um, uh, that are represented in this stack. This is a stack that just represents all of the people who uh, are struggling with uh, anxiety, depression, maybe mental illness is what one was written down. And this is a, a stack that is um, all about people praying for peace in the, in the Middle East. And so I'm going to pray for that. And then Barbara has something she's going to pray for. And then Tim is going to pray for um, some individual cards and these kind of these whole categories. Before I get into it, though, I just want to I, I, I want to make sure our church knows uh, there's a man in our church named Mike Furr and a 60 year old man. I married his uh, his son and, and, and uh, daughter in law uh, years ago, Will and Katie uh, Carter and uh so on Wednesday, Mike, uh, he just had a massive brain hemorrhage and fell on the ground and has not had any brain activity since and is, is dying. And we've been at the hospital and uh, prayed for him, but the family is just uh, in absolute shock and distress. And so I would like you to um, consider uh, Mike Furr and um, their family, and as we pray, have him on your heart as well. Uh, but I'm gonna start us in prayer and then Barbara and then Tim and then I'll close us down. Uh, God, I, I come before you in the name of Jesus and thank you that I can talk to you in any way at any time about what's going on. And uh, there's so much going on. God, as we've already mentioned, there's so much hatred that still exists in the world and so much evil. And there are so many people who are caught in the middle of that, victims of violence and hate. And Father, I do pray right now for all over the world the people that are caught in the middle of men and women violently destroying one another and the victims, the, the women, the children, the, the men who are just in a devastating reality because people can't find you and they don't have peace in their heart and they can't see that life is in Christ alone. And Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that uh, you would you would bring mercy, God. And we know that ultimately you will bring all this war and all this bloodshed and all this pain to, to a final stop at some point. But in the meantime, God, we, 
we hold out our hands and we weep and we lament knowing that people are suffering in such a, a, a huge way. And uh, we ask for um, the fighting to cease. We ask for it to, to not escalate anymore. And we pray, God, for your solution, the, uh, the spirit of the living God to dwell in the hearts of men and to transform us into um, your image, God. We love you, and we ask that you would do that um, over there. And Father, I also uh, want to lift up just this stack of cards of so many people who are suffering and struggling with um, family members who have anxiety and mental illness and depression and harmful thoughts. And Father, I, I, I lift them up to you. I, I think about how um, if someone is struggling with you know, depression or anxiety. I pray that if they're in here, and I know they are, they wrote these down, I pray that they would hear that they can talk to you at any time and that, uh, that you know, God, you listen to them. And whatever it is that's burdening them, you, you, you can hear it. You, you want them to talk to you and to um, just commune with you and to express to you whatever it is that they're going through. I pray, God, that you would um, help them know that being anxious is not wrong or depressed is not wrong, but it's a signal of something that is going wrong. And I pray that they would listen and, and learn and that you would surround them with people who um, will be willing to listen to them and not judge them and hear what they have to say and what they're going through and why their mind is going in these directions and what's happened in their past that's caused them to be so activated. God, I pray that, that, that people would be able to find someone to talk to about those types of things, God. And we know that you, you listen to every cry and you hear every um, burden, God. And also, so many people are worrying and they're so worried, God, about things that are out of their control or things that may happen or won't happen. And I pray, God, that as people draw near to you and they come face to face with the reality of your power, and what you are capable of doing for those who follow you, that uh, they would start to see change in their life as it's related to the things they're so consumed by and uh, that they would be able to take their worries and throw them at your feet and know that whatever it is they're worried about, you're not worried about it. You're worried about, you're not worried about it. You care about them and you can help them. You can help them through it. And I pray, God, that you would help them um, in all of these different ways. And we just come to you in the name of Jesus, God. Um, it's the only reason that we can. We thank you. Good morning. It's a privilege to pray with you this morning. Um, as Joel said, we have different stacks here. And this is a stack um, of about family, about relationships, looking for seeking guidance, for protection, for vision. And I don't mean to lump them all together because I know each one of these is a very unique uh, situation. And I will promise you, take time to really meditate on each one of these. But there's an underlying theme that comes through here. And there's really, uh, I want to address three uh, categories, if you want to call it. One is about guidance. People are looking for guidance in their family and their relationship. Another is um, provision. How, how can we make it through? 
And the last thing is protection. Everyone wants protection. So I thought of a few scripture passages. I think it's always important to really just lean back into God because he is the source of all of, all of our strength, all of our provision. Um, and as far as guidance, it says um, in Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And that's sometimes a hard thing to do is just to give up and to trust. But that's what he commands us to do. And when you lean into him, I promise you, he will guide you. He will lead you on his path of righteousness. Another area of vision, and it says God will supply all our needs according to his glorious riches. God has, wants to pour out all that he has on each one of you and into your families there. That is a promise of God, and he is faithful and will keep that promise. And finally, it's, I, I see a theme of protection we all want to protect our families and protect these relationships. And the evil one just wants to get in there and wreak havoc and, and tear us apart, pull us apart. But it says we are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. And every time we say that, we magnify the power of Christ in us. And it's the power of Christ that overcomes the devil and the evil ways. And so I want you to think about that when you're looking at your family. And finally... A, bit, a great way to pray over your family is just simply the blood of Jesus Christ. That's like an umbrella that covers your whole family and every relationship. And when the blood covers us, Satan has no authority. Satan cannot get in. So I pray this for all the families and people that are engaged in relationships here. I pray, pray the blood of Jesus Christ over each one of you, over your hearts, that God, that God protects and guards your hearts and that you allow him to work through you to shine forth his love because his love disarms everything. In Jesus' name, amen. I have cards here. Um, these are just a few of them for people praying for guidance for upcoming job opportunities. Career guidance, dis discovering what a career in church ministry could be. Dear God, I need guidance on the next steps in my life. A friend's husband who has just lost his job. A job transition and current job is falling through. I pray that God would place me where he wants me to serve. And there were many more cards asking for guidance for uh, God to open doors to uh, job opportunities. But before I pray for these, I also wanted to read a few cards of thanksgiving. Thank you, God, for all the blessings you have given me, and I pray that he continues to grow me closer to him. I need him in my life. I want to thank God for this church. It is the only church I've ever been a part of and it is one of the clearest movements of God's grace in my life. I'd like to thank God for the many blessings that my family has received. You know, many times we thank God for the large blessings in our lives, but we fail to overlook the little ones and thank him for the little blessings. And I think if we would just take time to pause, there are so many little things that happen to us on a daily basis that we can thank God for. So uh, if you would pray with me.
Dear God, we are so thankful that we can bring our concerns to you in prayer and simply talk to you about what is on our hearts. In Philippians, it says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So we bring these requests to you, God. You can do anything, and we put our trust in you. And in turn, you give us peace. We won't let our hearts be troubled, and we won't be afraid. We know you have plans for us to prosper us and not to harm, plans to give us hope. And so we submit any fear and anxiety to you, and thank you for making a way where there doesn't seem to be a way. So we ask you now to lead us and guide us as we put our complete trust in you. We love you, Lord, and we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Would you stand? We're going to close and read two passages of Scripture together, and then I'm going to say a prayer for us as we go. And I want to remind you all and encourage you, be here next week. We are starting a very important series We are going to look at what God's plans are for this church, for you as it's related to this church. And I don't want you to miss out on what he has in store for our entire church when we look at what could happen when we really give our hearts and minds to Christ fully and we move towards the vision that he has for us. We're going to read two passages of scripture together. First one is uh, 2 Corinthians 5.21. And go ahead and read this with me. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us that in him we might become the righteousness of God. It is important to know that because of Christ's gift, you have had an exchange take place and you are declared righteous, justified before God. And uh, we're also gonna read Ephesians 2, 6. It says this, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Go ahead and put your hand up and I wanna say a prayer for you guys and send you out. Um, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. May God bless you and keep you. May he have his face shine upon you. May he lead you by still waters, guide you and comfort you. May he set a table in the presence of your enemies. May you fear no evil. May you walk the path with Christ. May you experience the way, the truth, and the life that is the person of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Jesus, for your death. We thank you, Jesus, for the resurrection. And we pray in the name of Jesus that everyone in this room and everybody watching online would embody 514 Church and that we would be a light to the world, that our lives would reflect the goodness of God into the dark world. We love you and we need you and we thank you in Jesus' name, amen. We love you guys. We'll see you next week.